0: listening to the Attributive Security Podcast, where we discuss and share ideas relating to information security. My name is Martin, and today Maurice and I are discussing privacy, and how, in a business context, it relates to security. Keep listening to hear our views and some questions we raise, Then join the conversation with your views and responses.
1: I was reading some articles yesterday about privacy, and I was a sort of disappointed maybe again, in the security industry, where sometimes it feels to me like they're making a big fuzz out of privacy. They're coming with various scenarios of of the CEO's private information gets stolen, so who's to blame here and what should security have done compared to financial information, the annual report being disclosed or uh, information with regards to uh, uh, an acquisition or something. And it's like, don't we just understand the core concept of what privacy is in the first place. Right? There's various definitions, but in my understanding it comes down to the right to be left
0: alone. I think you're right. There's various definitions and I think in the last, let's say, decade there's been various regulatory approaches to privacy. So let's sort of steer clear of that a bit in terms of What's the regulation in this country versus that country? I think privacy in that regard is more of a minefield. I think there's more uh, corner cases and differences across, across the world. But yeah, I mean, I think from my, my view, privacy really is just respecting that people have a private life.
1: Yes. And, and the elements that create this total picture of a private life are the elements that should be protected, should be secured. And that varies per region, like you were saying, right? Uh, Different countries, different regulations there. In the end, it comes down to there's a bunch of elements in this information model that have a higher requirement with regards to being protected than other elements. And sometimes it's the combination. But how much does that differ from financial information or uh, the configuration of the firewall or the configuration of the web server?
0: I think there's certainly some similarities there. If you look at it from a sort of architectural view, if you look down at the the mechanisms you're using, the tools you're using, the standards that you're using, there's a lot of overlap because you are protecting data. I think there's probably actually much as the way you know we would when we're talking about security say, well, there's there's more to security than data security. Um, I think there's more more to privacy than data privacy so but i think you know there's a lot of similarities certainly if you're taking a, a bottom-up approach if you're looking at down in the technology layers there are a lot of uh, similarities there as to what you're using there's a lot of the same vocabulary you're still talking about threats you're still talking about data breaches you're still talking about vulnerabilities on a process level you're still looking at risk assessments you're still looking at risk appetite risk treatment it's just privacy risks rather than, uh, you know, some of the other risks we're, we're thinking about. But I think there are also some subtle differences, I think, subtle but important differences. I think when you think about security, you're really looking at things that have an impact on the business. That's where certainly we would probably come from in terms of security. You know, what matters to the business? What is it that we're looking to both enable and protect? So what what is it? Uh, the impact on the business and i think when you're looking at, at privacy there's there's another lens there you've got to really look at the individual and what actually matters to them what is the impact to them so from a business perspective you're looking at secondary impacts so you, there's a, there's a difference of a viewpoint there where you as a business have to put on that that lens and look at things where The primary impact is not actually on you. Does that make sense? The primary impact is indeed not on you.
1: Um, The the, the privacy—it's—I mean—that's an individual's risk. Yeah, it's got to be a person, not a not a
0: legal person or any of this other jazz. No, indeed,
1: a real person. It has to be a human. And and this is the thing: if you're processing as a company, if you're processing information from individuals, you are supposed to protect that according to the the requirements from that person the individual the, the owner of those elements somehow not everybody is abiding by this and therefore we have
0: regulations to force them to deal with this but then when you look at the regulations from a from a layman's perspective you don't look at the regulations you look at the uh, the effects of the regulations i guess yes what you have is a privacy notice so you yeah. don't actually get the individual actively deciding what you can do with their data. What you actually get is, this is what I'm going to do with your data, take it or leave it, sign up to my service or don't. Uh, that's correct. You have the choice to
1: either deal with that business or not. You, you can step out there, uh, th- that's for
0: sure. So I don't think as the individual you get to dictate the terms.
1: This is the scary part here because, for example, we just had a somebody here in the Netherlands said we should actually put all medical records in one central repository okay okay so that just immediately screams to me saying uh alert alert because um hold on who's who's benefiting from this uh, he says it's going to be cheaper the, yep. the the people who need healthcare i don't see how this is becoming cheaper I see this is becoming more
0: expensive but on a different sheet it becomes cheaper you touch on another thing there that i think privacy is a is a social construct it's it's not a inherent right maybe it's 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 cultural and when you look at the legislations and you look at the expectations within a given country you always have the the sort of public interest national security and those sorts of uh, exceptions where it's deemed that you don't have a a right to privacy within those uh, within those areas
1: yeah, and yet if you ask the individuals, even the individuals working in that area, if you ask them silly questions like hand me your phone and let me just have a look through all the, the the things in your phone or why do you close curtains in the evening yeah. right at home then suddenly they say, yeah no no, no you don't have access to my phone so suddenly when it's on the individual again. People seem to care about their own privacy, but when they're working for a company, they're like, eh, that's not my issue. That's your issue. So I'm going to use your information anyways. Anyways, that's just, I think that's a whole different topic there. <laughs>
0: uh, um, yeah, maybe it is. But I think we're starting to touch on what is security, what is privacy, and and how do the two relate to each other is kind of where we started out. And you know, maybe by the end, we can start answering those questions as to whether or not you can I guess, have security without privacy, whether you can have privacy without security, whether or not essentially they can be the same thing.
1: Well, I think that privacy is just another subset that needs to be protected. Or in other words, security is a property of something else. So if privacy is a thing in that sense that privacy is the right to be left alone, as I see it, and the elements that help you to be left alone or that should be taken care of for you to feel being left alone, right, can be various, can be your IP address, can be your. Your medical record can be can be if you pick your nose or things, just things of which you believe you are not entitled by default to have access to this. So basically, that's a part of your information model around you as an individual, and you can determine what is not to be published or disclosed there. And now we're talking again, uh, protecting the unauthorized disclosure or avoiding unauthorized disclosure. So basically, that becomes another security property on your information models, your information elements. I don't see there's a difference in protecting corporate information, of course, in the how, but as in the approach, it's a property of something else. So it's just another set or a different set of requirements that need to be taken care of.
0: Okay. I think for a lot of people, that, that that's a stretch. And I hear where you're coming from. So I think there's there's a common view around sort of data security and network security and application security and privacy doesn't really fit in there. So I guess maybe you could help our listeners by giving a definition of what you see security being. Because I think it's it's a lot more holistic than that.
1: It definitely is. Security doesn't exist on itself. So as it is a property of something else, uh, and by property I mean it needs to be treated confidential, or it needs to be in, integrity assured, or it needs to be change managed, or it needs to be legal, or it needs to be compliant, or it needs to be—it's—it is an element that supports you in in securing achieving what you're aiming to achieve there. If that is yeah, helping. so
0: so I think when people say, well, privacy is not all about confidentiality. Let's say it's no. not all about confidentiality. It's not purely about integrity. Maybe you've got the question of consent. And you're going to be tracking those consents or you've got to be tracking the the legal basis for why you've got the data. You've got to be looking at data minimization. And I guess from that definition of security, you know, if you're exposing yourself to those threats of not having the right legal basis to, to hold that data, not having the right retention schemas and and actually enacting those, not just writing them on a bit of paper then that's security. You've got those those risks that need to be managed. That is, amongst a few other elements there, that is security. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, but that- so it starts It starts with the uh, the notion of what is the owner of that information, uh, what, are, what are their requirements. And then on top of that, we have, for example, the GDPR that says, but it should also be uh, traceable. You need to know where it is. So therefore, if it needs to be traceable, I believe it needs to be labeled, otherwise you can't find it. So there's additional requirements, and I call them security requirements because they help you, they support you in securing the achievement of
0: reaching goals. Right. So there's the, the enablement as well as the protection side as well. Yes. What I was saying with that broader view of security, these things sort of do fit in. And if you look at, I think there's a bit of a divergence maybe. If you look at threat modeling, Stride is... is probably the most popular uh, methodology for threat modeling so you're looking at spoofing tampering repudiation information disclosure denial of service elevation of privilege and those are your sort of main threat categories then and you go through stuff and people have extended that for privacy so there's a couple of popular i guess well-known extensions to that and they start adding stuff about transferring the data to third parties retention inference is an interesting one If you get two bits of data or multiple bits of data, what can you start inferring? And they sort of bolt that on and they say, well, this is threat modeling extended to include privacy. So in that sense, I guess you can say, well, it's an extension of privacy. And then you get something like Linden. And that sort of takes a a different approach of you should be doing your existing security-oriented threat modeling, and here's a privacy threat modeling. So you get linkability, identifiability, actually get non-repudiation in there, which they accept as a security thing, uh, detectability, disclosure of information, which they actually explicitly sort of say, well, that's security, so we're not even going to cover that one. But it's in the acronym. Unawareness and non-compliance. And I guess the, the undertone of that is, well, security is different from privacy. So you, you've got the sort of two sides of the, we're going to extend the existing model and, and, and include the privacy, or we're going to have two parallel threat modeling approaches, one for security and one for privacy. Yeah. And
1: so why people may actually ask a question when I say I consider that all of that to be security is that um, initially I said, uh, security is not the... So I don't see security as a separate department or a separate division within the organization. Security should be an enabler to the business and therefore should be integrated in the whole of the organization. And everybody is doing a bit of security, be it uh, something with encryption or be it with making sure that certain information elements are not linkable. Right. right so uh, maybe when you are designing your business process and you are identifying what kind of information should be collected maybe you also need to decide that certain information elements aren't necessary for your process and therefore should not be captured because otherwise you are creating piI
0: which you may not need there well you're, you're you're missing the the first. You're creating risk unnecessarily. You're missing the first treatment of risk, which is avoid. And therefore, you don't that need is security. It, don't do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, and, right. And I guess that, you know, we talk about security by design, secure design, and I'm hearing, you know, privacy by design increasingly as well. And those are similar. You know, we just talked about threat modeling. They're similar processes at a similar stage in, yes. in the business yeah. process, the the product development Cycle that they they fit in pretty much the same place and they're following the same sort of processes. Indeed, so they're arguably the the same thing with a different twist. So I would say here that a security department, a CISO,
1: could advise the organization, the owners of the the business processes that process information, advise them in how they should approach this, and I think that's a supporting function in doing. Business security, basically. Security by design, as you were saying. But to me, that is still security, right? That's the whole shebang there. So that's why I don't see a difference in applying security to information labeled as private information uh, compared to information labeled as financial information.
0: The risks may vary. I think there's, there's aspects of privacy that don't involve, maybe don't involve data, certainly don't involve personal data trackers. They're not necessarily going to identify you. They don't actually have personal information, but they can track you across various things. They can serve adverts for things that you've been looking for on some platform that you thought was entirely disconnected.
1: Yes. And because they are fingerprinting your browser, because they are fingerprinting the, s- the system that you're using, they m- they're making it personal. They are making it personal because they profile you on the basis of how quick you move your mouse, where you click, how long you stay at something, they create a profile, so it becomes you. Yeah, but... Uh- and that information together, I mean, it's, uh, this is years ago when I learned this, that when you went to Amazon, you wanted to buy a book, and then suddenly, on the basis of your clicking profile, the things that you were looking at, they could see, uh, you're probably a male, 25 years, 30 years old, you are probably interested in this. Wow, that's making it personal. That is using elements of me, of which I was not aware of, that, it's actually, that it should be protected. I don't want them to use that.
0: I want to be left alone. Again, without the personal data side of things, detectability. If I can detect that you have an account, uh, I don't know where it'd be. I mean, they, they had a breach, so let's go there. Ashley Madison. If I yeah. detect that you have an account there, I don't need any of your personal data. I don't need to know where your username is. I just need to know that somehow maybe you've got a, a, an email, but that wasn't the user. You know, user enumeration is is the sort of thing you do in security testing. Can you get the usernames? And that's that's part of the credentials, so you're partway there. Maybe it's an email address that isn't the user identifier, but I can still say, well, actually, this is registered. Uh, yeah. This person's got an account, and it's something you maybe don't want me to know that you've got an account there. That's still a a privacy thing, but there's, there's, well, no, uh, there's no data that, that's been... Certainly, the I, I haven't seen any data. I've just managed to detect that they, ha- they hold some data on you without yeah, knowing Yeah, and
1: this, what it is, is. this is actually, like you're saying, so I, I just need to know you have an account there. And to some, somebody knows you had an account at whatever website. Right. Until the regime changes, and they have access to that information. The wrong party gets access to that information. The central repository to put all our medical records in. If the insurance companies get access to this and they see you have a a condition, you may not get a uh, uh, an insurance, a life insurance maybe, so you can't get a a mortgage. Yep. Uh, Hold on, (laughs) that is a part of privacy, also, isn't it?
0: But that that example you just gave there, that could be a case of a corporate acquisition and somebody deciding that it's okay for them to consolidate their their customer records across their their entities. Yeah, let's not go into the ethics
1: of of privacy by design opposed to privacy by law and regulation because no. the law didn't say this, so I am now free and entitled to do whatever I like.
0: Until, no, so let's not go there. So I think we've, we've certainly if we're saying you know security and and privacy are sort of tightly connected we need to expand our our security domains expand our threat classes i don't think we can say privacy is just security as people have in their head security is because there are different aspects there are different you know we've been talking about linkability you need to start adding those classes of threats in and arguably as you say they they are security but I think you need to acknowledge that you need to expand the not necessarily the definition because I think the definition you gave was was at a high enough level but you need to expand those areas that you're you're considering those those types of risk you know because yes. you know
1: because it's it's about the elements that form your your your
0: privacy or violation of privacy yeah so and I mentioned I think having a, a data subject sort of centric lens on on those risks because I, I think in this this area more than others, you are in the, the realm where you don't have the primary impacts of the threats or, or even the opportunities. So So maybe there's a question of is there a privacy risk that doesn't have a secondary impact on the business where you know somebody's privacy is going to be affected, violated, whatever compromised but the business really isn't impacted at all i guess maybe social media is something to think about there where the, uh, let's just say the privacy bar isn't too high and they still seem to be thriving a company would never have a negative or secondary impact there
1: if the data subject i can we can we also try and set something correct in in on this planet that It's not the data subject, it's the information subject. Okay, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I'm
0: falling into uh, the glossary of legislation.
1: Yes, yes, but it should be information protection officer, right? There would be no secondary impact or second impact for the business if the information subject consents with or just shares that information, like Twitter. Whatever information I put there, that's not Twitter's. Uh, responsibility or accountability that's that's solely mine uh, so if i'd like to display whatever on uh, in a tweet or a fleet that's me there's no impact there for them because if you're talking about a recipe that needs to be kept secret coca-cola is always the uh, the perfect example there that is not privacy uh, that is information that needs to be treated confidential And to a certain extent, also integrity assurance there, so nobody just changes the recipe. But if we're then saying that on that particular aspect of information elements, so the information model of the Coca-Cola recipe needs to be treated confidential, integrity assured, needs to be accessible only for the people who need access. Then there can just be another set of information elements in an information model that contains PII or traceably associated, right? Yep. So we we can link it and then it becomes PII. And this needs to be treated confidential, private. So they're just additional security requirements on a different information
0: set. But they are, yes.
1: The, but the question was, when we're going down into modeling or, or defining the solutions there, uh, where do you see this fits? Is that the security department or... Because I think it should be, again integrated in the whole of the organization. So security by well, design, security by default.
0: You asked me if it should be in, in the security team, and you've already said you don't really subscribe to there being a security team. Indeed. Um, so, so you're sort of leading, leading the witness a bit there. I, <laughs> I think much as there is scope within security already, and we're already dealing with privacy, there are a lot of specialisms, and you want subject matter experts in various areas. I think privacy at the maturity we're at at the moment, certainly is a speciality and you do need those skills. Yes. So where those skills sit, I think is going to depend. I think that's going to depend on how your business views security at the moment. If you are doing security very much as a bolt on at the end, maybe it's just a largely a reactive type um, of function and then you've come along with this privacy drive and you actually want to do privacy by design but you're not doing security by design then maybe actually you do want to keep that as a as something separate because that's going to be more effective and maybe you then have have the opportunity down the line to Start saying, well, actually, we we think there's a lot of overlap between security and privacy, and we should be doing a better job on security.
1: If, well, if you if you'd say that you do privacy by design, but you you're not doing security by design, then you're doing security by design partially on privacy.
0: And there's just yeah, that brings us back to the so so can you do can you do privacy without doing security? No. Can you do security without doing privacy? Yeah. Now that that, that interests me that you say yeah because. You've been arguing that privacy is just a ah, a part of security. Right. So that's a subset of that security. But you can do security
1: without being complete. So you can skip the privacy elements there,
0: but you can still protect the recipes. Okay. So you can, you can yeah. do security. You can do let's, – let's go back to some sort of bottom-up security thinking. You can do confidentiality of personal information, and in that regards do security – you can do integrity of, of that data. You can do you can have audit trails of who accessed data, who modified who data, yeah. all that stuff under your 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 security umbrella. You can do all that stuff, and you can include personal data within that because it's data, but not be doing privacy. Indeed, yeah, from that from that argument. But I think from from your definition of security, if you're leaving multiple classes of threats and And potentially opportunities on the table, and you're not managing them at all, then you're not really doing security you're just then you're not doing security properly yes you're you're yes. well you're not you're not doing it uh holistically
1: you're not doing it holistically and and I agree, I agree with all of that yes you could actually extend your question or ask a different question, saying, "Can you do privacy without security? can you do security without privacy and then the second question would be. Without be, uh, and still be complete, that the answer to that is no, you're doing it wrong there. You'd be doing it wrong. Uh, but to start doing security right, you have to go back to the owners of the risks, the owner of information to ask them, what are your risks? What are your requirements? And not so much the very specific security requirements, but the requirements in their language. Yes. And then, yes. And then we can figure
0: out what needs to be done in the lower layers the weeds down there and arguably they may turn around to you and say they don't care about privacy and
1: until you visit their homes and start peaking 10 p.m right it starts I know, that's somebody start else's privacy. In. that's their privacy maybe they're not
0: maybe they're not customers who Who know maybe they're uh employees there's a whole raft of areas and it's not just Consumers of your product or or customers, it's anybody you you deal with.
1: Yeah, because uh, you know what people care about. People don't care about privacy as long as it's not in their backyard, so to
0: say. So I, I can't, you know, if if you're doing security as 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 we would see it, and you're starting at your high level stakeholders, and you're saying what is it that we need to protect? What did it, what are the business goals? What are our objectives? What are we trying to do? I think I can't think of a scenario where you would have a business that didn't have some privacy concerns, even if that's just employee data. Indeed, yeah. You know, there may be business to business and they don't think they've got any individuals, but they've got people working for them. They've got various interactions. So I think I think to say you're doing security and not doing privacy is you're not actually taking that that top-down approach and you know, going to Agreed. that conceptual, well, what are... Uh, What are our risk buckets? We've got financial risk. We've got health and safety risk. We've got, when you're going at your conceptual risk model, so you've you've got all these, uh, is privacy a bucket of its own? Is privacy risk a, a high level classification? I
1: think it could be, yeah. Could be a risk category because it's about personal identifiable
0: information, but who owns the risks to privacy? As I said, I think it's got some different facets to, we've talked about the, your secret recipe. I think yeah. your, your personal data and your secret recipe are different and from a security perspective need to be treated differently. You're going to have different threats to consider. You're going to have different threat actors, potentially. Your objectives are going to be different. Yeah, yeah. What you need really need to, to go right, and what could go wrong, so that level you know at that level of abstraction, yes, they're the same, but at some point, I think you probably do want to split them out. maybe the whole thing is, is viewing it as uh, as data is the wrong way to go, you know maybe that's financial risk and regulatory risk and treating something as being different because it's data is is the wrong way to go. Why, why would that be wrong? um because you're you're elevating Data to something that maybe doesn't maybe is a stretch. I, I guess you've just got to decide on a case by case basis whether or not your financial data is part of your financial related risks. So or do if I it's hear you saying with some of your data related, you know, other data related risks?
1: Yes. Yeah, so do I hear you say that we're making a big fuzz out of something that should always already be integrated as parts
0: of other? categories yeah i think i think we're making a big fuss of i'm making a big fuss of stuff that could sit in more than one place and well you've just got to decide how you want to manage that and but i see it...
1: people drafting privacy frameworks and i'm like what no it's you just need an architecture <laughs> you just need an architecture i don't as think if it's that ne- easy can you can you, <laughs> can you can you do me one <laughs> no, yeah. for this afternoon, okay, please. okay 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 But I don't think there needs to be a separate privacy framework on top of or integrated into everything. There needs to be clarity about what kind of information is being processed where that is labeled as PII or can, in a combined fashion, be labeled as PII. That's it, no? I, listen, and maybe you and I don't have the answer here. This is why, of course, we always reach out to our audience there. Yep. So shout out to Simon and, and to Rob, by the way, for responding. Thank you. Uh, I hope more people will will respond to this and, and help us shine a light on whether a privacy framework, is that just overkill? Uh, are we blowing it up? Should it just be elements in other categories that we are dealing with, such as the finance departments and and HR and operations, etc. I'd, I'd be interested in
0: that. I think there are nuances, and some people would probably say that's uh, understating it. There are differences between the cases we've been talking about. the The personal data is, I, I think, certainly there is a better acknowledgement in in the field that it's not all about CIA. In privacy, it's not all about CIA. You've got linkability and identifiability and detectability and awareness. Are you collecting data that people don't know you've got? And You've got DSARS where you've actually got to be able to go in and, and find out what you've got. You've got to be able to delete data on customer information subject request. You've got to be able to delete data. So you've got a whole bunch of requirements that I'm not saying you couldn't have on other data, but you generally are going to have on personal data. So when you are doing your risk assessment, you're automatically saying, "Well, okay, there's, there's personal data here. We need to start thinking about these other subclasses of, of threat uh, in terms of our our approach to, to doing that risk assessment." Now I, I think probably it's it's fair to say that when you're doing anything, the CIA doesn't doesn't encapsulate everything, and some of those some of those areas maybe are actually going to be useful in 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 other areas, you know, if you've got your data and you know you've separated things out and people can still link stuff together, that could be market sensitive commercial data or it could be data that you're somehow storing on partners that that could maybe be linked between various things and that's actually potentially important i I just feel at the moment with the maturity most people have that It's certainly something you need to flag up that, you know, there's personal data there and have additional or different focus or... So what I hear you say is that we need a good
1: approach to defining our information model.
0: We don't. We need information governance.
1: Yes, because that is bigger than private information or privacy information. So therefore, I don't think we need a privacy framework. I think we need an information framework, an information
0: governance framework. And then we probably need some more... um, data-centric security as well. Information-centric security, yes. Information-centric security, yeah. Oh, oh, oh,
1: people say data-centric, but it is information-centric because if I don't know what the information is, yep. I don't know what protection it needs. And therefore, I, uh, this is why I'm so keen on, on, on separating the difference and being very clear on, it
0: starts with information because that provides me value. Okay, so it's it's, it's information. It, you've got a. For want of a better word you've got a, an information schema you've got some sort of meta idea of what all these strings and and, and yes numbers actually mean you know what that column is so it's information but, you, but you've got as be, long as
1: it is, as long as it is data i don't know what it means and therefore i don't know what protection it needs that's a good point
0: yeah if you don't know what it is then you don't know what the protection requirements on it are indeed and
1: as soon as it becomes information, it provides a value to me. Now I know hold on <laughs> this is scary. this needs to be protected or pff, i don't care that anybody knows that i 'm on medicine
0: but then we, we're going to get back to the to the whole uh, i guess network network security um, fallacy in a, in a degree. Yes. But, you know well yeah. I'm encrypting all this data on the on the wire and I'm doing it in a TLS connection or a a VPN or whatever, yeah. and it's completely agnostic as to what the, what the information is. So at that point, it's data. Yes. But you're still yeah. protecting the confidentiality of the data. But uh, you don't know why. You don't know why. You don't know what level you need to do it to. Yep. Might be overkill. Or maybe you do know why. Maybe you do. <clears throat>
1: but if you do know why, then it came from a requirement r- around the information.
0: Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is you've, you've got a requirement at the point at which you've got information. Yes. So you set the, the policy, you set the, the security requirements for that, and then you hand it off to something else that doesn't actually know what the information is. It just knows what the requirements are. It knows what the confidentiality requirements are, and it's being fed into from... 10 different sources that have said, I need confidentiality at this level. And all that confidentiality service knows is, I have some data. It's not information because I don't know what it is. And I know I need level seven confidentiality on it. Which is fine because in a associated relationship, we
1: can see why the confidentiality requirement was forced upon the data. Because it came from an information set that says, this needs to be treated...
0: Confidential, yeah. but that logical Bennett, confidentiality service doesn't doesn't necessarily see information; it sees data. Uh, no, agree. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. But at yeah. least we but can. The client of that, that service has information. Sure. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't give you that that metadata. It doesn't give but you that if, information schema. It just says here's the data, and the the guy at the other end knows how to add that schema back into into the data.
1: Yes, because if the owner of the information doesn't require it to be treated confidential, and you're outsourcing your stuff, then you your service provider is char- charging you for encrypting the data, which is more expensive than doing it in plain text. While the owner of the information said, "I don't care if it's in plain text. I don't have a requirement for encryption there or
0: confidentiality." Yes, that that is the the. Okay, that's the a break. I know. <laughs> yes, that, that's the breakdown in the, in that security and. Yeah, sometimes there's reasons for doing things like that.
1: I we sort of digressed there in the uh, avenue. Oh, we digressed uh, a whole load there. (laughs) Privacy into information and data, but I think I think it actually supports this concept because you know what, private information or privacy around information also translates into how you deal with your data only because of your privacy requirements on the information. So if information elements together should not be linked because they form PII, then transporting it on the network, those data elements should also not be linkable.
0: Maybe. Maybe. As I touched on at the beginning as well, I think for a lot of businesses operating internationally, privacy is quite a minefield at the moment. Absolutely. There, is, there is a yeah. lot of regulation, a lot of different regulation, a lot of subtleties. We've been talking mainly about privacy from a from a principles perspective not a regulatory perspective and i think because of that that landscape that regulatory landscape you do need those those experts in there to to help you navigate Uh, that no absolutely absolutely
1: because it is a potential minefield if you if you do something wrong you step on it and absolutely yet i do think that there's a, a a big fuzz around this too it can be simplified actually but
0: i think we need to uh Call it a day here. Yep, I think we need to wrap up. I think we've we've discussed whether or not you can have privacy without security, security without privacy, whether or not privacy is a sub-element of security. I think our view is that conceptually, privacy is part of a holistic and wide-ranging view on security. It's maybe not the view a lot of people have, but the, at the moment... It is very much a speciality and we do need to we just need to respect that, that it is there and it's got different requirements that maybe are good information hygiene our good information governance but but we're just not doing at the moment and from a privacy and regulatory perspective, we need to be doing those and hopefully that can filter down into more general um, information security and governance um thank you for listening we hope you found it interesting clearly neither of us are privacy experts and if we've got anything wrong about privacy or missed the point somewhere we apologize and ask that you let us know so that we can learn i think that we're in violent agreement that once you view security as enabling business goals while protecting against unacceptable losses then privacy at least to a large extent fits into that Let us know what you think, particularly if you disagree. Did we miss something critical? If you have the time, we'd appreciate a review or rating, and please consider following the podcast so that you don't miss future episodes.